Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Oh, I was looking at the camera angle and I just felt the dad bod coming on. Oh, my body hurts all the time. I feel terrible. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. What's poppin', Rick? How What's going on, bro? How we doing, my friend? Uh, seems like better than you. Uh, yeah, that would probably be true. I woke up with like, um, well, a couple days ago, like, like I was gonna get sick, and I was like, no, COVID, and then, and then it went away. <laughs> you just told it no, and then it. <laughs> I was like, frick you, and it just it ran away. Um. Like I said, welcome to Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. Today we are gonna you you saw it in the you saw it in the name of the video and you're probably hyped. Uh, we're gonna do early draft rankings. These are not post NFL. These are very early. These post. are not these are not post NFL draft yeah. or post free agency rankings. Um, we're probably gonna do this a million times because I like it and it, it yeah and it will change. It gets clicks. This is um, not going to be my top 10. <laughs> <laughs> Most, well, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't. It, yeah, it'll change. It'll most likely change. So, um, yeah, we're going to do that. Uh, before we jump into that, check out our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs, on Instagram at the Fantasy Champions. Like us, facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, be sure to subscribe. Uh, best way to support our podcast on podcast platforms is to subscribe. Um, then leave a review and say you guys are just the best or, or the, idiots or the worst i would prefer not the worst yeah, yeah. why would I we mean, even I'd say prefer the best but you know <laughs> uh and then share this podcast with your friends if you're watching on youtube i highly sub- i highly suggest that you subscribe and you click the bell for notifications because that's awesome but um the youtube algorithm favors likes and comments preferably comments so be sure to get down below and uh, that's not a really inappropriate. And com- <laughs> comment on our, comment on our video, uh, whatever you want. If you have questions about our top ten running backs going into twenty twenty one redraft, I gotta get used to saying that twenty twenty one. That is weird. But just leave a question down below, or or comment your favorite running back, or or say you guys are real dumb. You should have ranked this guy here. Whatever yeah. helps. Or that's what she said. Joke. Yeah. Or that's what she. <laughs> You you should have pulled that. Like that would have been way better, of a, a terrible like yeah. misunderstood comment you know that I made a second ago. We'll just let it slide. <laughs> I'll just let it slide. Um. So yeah, leave a comment down below. Help us out. Help help the YouTube YouTube algorithm be like you know these guys are pretty awesome. Yeah, you could even spam us in the comments. Yeah, go ahead. Whatever works. Leave like seventeen comments if you want. Yeah, drop a word. Actually, don't do that. Don't <laughs> yeah. drop a word in each. Like, yeah. Try to form a sentence and have a, a yeah, different just, comment for each word. I hate your podcast, but it's five comments, so it helps us. Is it, oh. <laughs> it's four. I really hate your podcast. Would be <laughs> there five. you go. There we go. All right, so uh, let's jump into our early running back rankings. Without further ado, after being in here for what four minutes. So uh, we're gonna do this. Like I feel like I feel like you just get uh, so confused with the with with draft ranking shows, and I feel like every year we do this and we try to change it. First year we would do like we did like an average. We were like together. We were like this is this is our average consensus. Right between two between people. the two people, which is hard to do anyway. Yeah. Um. And then last year we kind of just did the rankings and we kind of talked about where we had each guy ranked. This 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 year we have a plan. We have a plan in place. 
We're gonna go off the ECR and fantasypros.com. Um, and we're gonna we're compare gonna it. compare it to us and and break down where our guys are at the end of the show. We'll give you a quick rundown of our top ten. This is top ten. This is early draft rankings. These are most likely gonna change. And no, I didn't rank Antonio Gibson in my top ten. I thought about it. I felt like it. his ECR right now. There's is, a lot of um, players that it's 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 DeAndre Swift. Dobbins is so friggin' high. Yeah, twelve. Honestly, after my guy that I chose at seven, I was like. Any of these guys can drop out of my list, like eight, yep. eight, nine, and ten. You don't like Aaron Jones? Uh, it depends where he goes. Okay. Um, so let's let's start with the, we'll the obvious it. number one. Yep. Uh, Dalvin Cook. No, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. So uh, ECR is one. Christian McCaffrey is one on my list, and he's one, one on, on your list. Funny before the show. I was I was putting my notes together and Rick hadn't gotten the to the point where he he had got his top ten in there. Um, I just threw Christian McCaffrey in his top ten at one for him. Yep, didn't even didn't even bother to did. ask. Yep, Christian McCaffrey will probably be in Rick's number one slot for a good three or four more years. Yeah, until he not not because he's trash, but because Rick just loves Christian. <laughs> he's my guy. He's, he's, my he's guy. always been my guy. No, there's really not too much to say about McCaffrey being number one. Yeah, um, he is the guy. Uh, we saw what he did in just like three games last year. He was ridiculous. Uh, he was averaging like 30 points a game before he got hurt. Uh, and then the year before that, he was Darby one. Yeah. I believe he was Darby one. Has he been the Darby one? No. Was he? It was just one year. That he was just, just one year. But he was insane that year. And then even the year was, before uh, 20, that, he was good. 2018. Who was RB one twenty eight? Uh, Todd Gurley. Okay. Well, was it was it was a it was a it was a toss. If it was PPR, it was McCaffrey. If it was so half PPR and standard, it was it was girl. So either way, he's been in the top two. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's an animal. Um, the only thing that could possibly drop him would be getting traded to the Houston Texans. Yeah. So that was what that's what I was going to mostly talk about because we know how good Christian McCaffrey is. I mean, uh, the average points per game. What was it at? Like 23, 24? I think he was at thirty <laughs> before he got hurt. Was then PPR? No, my goodness, nope, half PPR. Uh, yeah. So Christian McCaffrey, like like we said, he's ridiculous. Yep. And my major concern for him going into last year was the new coaching staff and whether or not yeah, that, that was new a, coaching that was staff was concern. going to change. Clearly, it didn't, and they knew McCaffrey was the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Rick said, right now the biggest concern with Christian McCaffrey is uh, is the fact that he might be traded to pick up a Deshaun Watson. I don't think he actually will, though. No, I, I, I think would, the chances of that are pretty low. But they're willing to do it. Correct. So he might leave, but it's unlikely. Um, if he, hypothetically, if if he does leave Carolina and uh, they trade him to Houston, where do you rank him? Oh, gosh. Ugh, I don't know. Who's their quarterback? Probably. No idea. He's not in the top three. Um, now, the thing is, McCaffrey has been great even in bad teams mm-hmm. and situations. The problem would be how is the coaching staff still going to use him the same? You have the same questions. Yeah. Um and just how bad would Houston be without Deshaun Watson? Mm-hmm. It would probably be very bad. So but he he's still if they use him the same way, he'd still probably be top like five or six running back um in fantasy. But it, it would all depend on the coaching staff using him, mm-hmm. who's the quarterback all that stuff, but we have seen McCaffrey be dominant. It was earlier in his career, but still been dominant yeah. with like nobody on his team. I think the other thing, uh, McCaffrey, we talk about the fabled fantasy point per opportunity. 
uh, is he? You're right. It was 30 points per game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, isn't ridiculous. it funny that I just knew that? Yeah, that's because it's only McCaffrey. That's ridiculous. Only McCaffrey ever know that. Um, 1.15 fantasy points per opportunity. So obviously, we know that's really good. Um, I know he's a he's an efficient running back. Um, obviously, it's not that wasn't the most efficient running back in the NFL. Actually, it was number twenty one among running backs. So he really isn't the he wasn't the most efficient running back through three games last year. But he yeah. always gets that one fantasy point per opportunity. So as long as he gave them all give him the ball two hundred and fifty three hundred times, excuse me, he's always going to be in that upper echelon. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't think he's leaving Carolina. I think that's a safe. Pick. Right. Yeah. So he's number one. I don't think that there would be any. I think there's going to be people who would rank Dalvin Cook one over him. Maybe. Some people. There'll, but be, I, there'll be people out there I that won't. do it. I won't either. I won't do that. So uh, number two on the ECR is Dalvin Cook. Ironically enough, me and Rick both rank Dalvin Cook number two. Yep. There is a slight amount of concern for Dalvin Cook with me because he's been healthy for almost two years now. For the most part. Yep. Um, Which is, for I'm Dalvin not, Cook is scary. I, yeah, I know. Uh, he had um, two 14 point. Uh, what is it? Not 14 point. Two straight seasons. Two straight seasons with 14 games or more. Um, so I'm 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 good. I'm happy that that happened, and maybe it will continue. What I do know is that he gets target share. He gets the carries, yep. and so when he's on the field for the Vikings, he's going to get the opportunity. This is why if if Christian McCaffrey wasn't so friggin' ridiculous, Dalvin Cook would be my one. And it's because Del, like, look, literally, I'm looking on playerprofiler.com right now, and they have, they have this metric red zone touches. He had 66 last year, which ranked one in the NFL. 66. He had that five, is ridiculous. Five goal, not goal line, five red zone touches per game. If you're getting that, this is why he was so ridiculous. If you're getting that many goal line touches per game, uh, or not goal line touches, uh, red zone touches per game, you're going to score a lot of touchdowns. Um, not only that, but he's a guy that gets a lot of receiving, you know, uh, yards and receptions. Um, and he scored 17 total touchdowns. He was at 0.91 fancy points per opportunity. So he is a very, very, very good running back. Um, and they give him the opportunity. What you need for running backs in the NFL is opportunity guys who take advantage of their opportunities and guys who get opportunities at the running back. Position. Yeah. He had 17 touchdowns last year. <laughs> he probably could have had more. With the amount of red zone yeah. touches he had. Um, he's absolutely ridiculous as well. Uh, the injury concerns is something mm-hmm. that I would keep an eye on. But again, as long as you handcuff him with Alexander Madison, I would feel better about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Dude, dude is just an absolute beast. What is that? Oh, I, Nothing. Uh, it was a, I saw Bears, and I thought I bears saw... Bears are releasing I thought I saw something cornerback else. buster screens. Adam Schefter tweeted something. Uh, Literally, top me. comment just liked it. It said, who? <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. Um, but yeah, Dalvin Cook's a beast. We we know that he's he's such a um, mm-hmm. well-rounded running back. They use him in all the ways that you want your top running back to be used mm-hmm. in the passing game and the running game. He's he's a monster, and I I'd have no problem putting him at number two. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, I don't think there's any like that's the quarterback changes. I don't think there's any major changes. No, there's coming, not. You know, um, towards the Vikings. Yeah, there's there's really not. He just signed a contract as well. I don't think there's been some rumors about Kirk Cousins getting traded, but I don't yeah, think it's going to happen. Unlikely. Yeah, highly unlikely. Um, number three on the ECR is Derek Henry, um, and uh, ironically, oh, goes, oh, okay, we got a little bit of a difference here. Okay, yeah. Um, I thought you had. I thought you were going to have him. 
For okay, I'll just say this: I ranked Derrick Henry higher than Rick. There's some. I've done like a six, you also a three eighty four hundred eighty on. Uh, it's Derek so Henry. it's so weird because I have players ranked higher than you that you would think it's the other way around and then vice versa. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Draw um, this whole list. So anyway, Derrick Henry is number three on the ECR. He's number three on my rankings at the running back position, and Rick has him four. Now, yes. uh, go ahead, explain yourself why he's ranked. Four. I mean, I still love Derrick Henry, like. I mean, well, I don't love Derrick Henry, but I like Derrick Henry a lot still. Yeah. He's going to get the carries. That's not going to change. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I am concerned about, he is 27 years old, right? He's going on his third season now of getting an insane amount of carries. I think there is a chance that he's still going to get 300 plus, mm-hmm. but is he going to get 378 again, or is he going to get closer to the 303 that he did the year before? I think it's it, chances are he gets closer to the 303, um, which he would still be fantastic in. And the other thing is just that passing ceiling, the receiving game ceiling. Mm-hmm. I still like Derrick Henry because of all the touches he's going to get, but yeah. he last year had a career high 19 catches. Mm-hmm. So I don't really, th- that's never going to go past like 30. Yeah. I don't think. Like, I think that's probably at best going to go in right. their low 20s next year. Right. So I still like Derrick Henry. He's a fantastic RB one. If you're sitting there at the like middle, like fourth, fifth overall, and you get Derrick Henry, you'll mm-hmm. be happy about it. Mm-hmm. There's just someone I like a little more. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, for me, I I think Derrick Henry. Like I said, I've done a, a 180 on him. I was going uh, bus direction in 2019, and now I'm here uh, with crap in my hands. And you know what? He's gonna be good this year just because I did this. <laughs> I mean, he's going to be bad this year yep. just because I did this. <laughs> it's a Derrick um, Henry curse. Yeah, so uh, I did not like Derrick Henry for a very long time. If you listen to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I'm not a huge fan of Derrick Henry. But um, I think at this point, opportunity, I just talked about Delvin Cook's opportunity. I think Derrick Henry just, he gets so much opportunity and he gets so much work that it doesn't matter how inefficient he is yeah. as a running back. <laughs> he's just going to, he's, I mean, I mean he he's not even that inefficient. last year. Yeah. It's 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 absurd how much opportunity Derrick Henry gets, and so if he stays healthy and he's on the field for the Tennessee Titans, he's going to get 400. Yeah. There were games the last year he'd get like he'd get like 18 carries for like 50 yards. Yeah, oh, and gross. then he would run Disgusting. off like a, a 20 yard run at the end of the game. And it's like well. yeah. So I I think for Derrick Henry, I think for me at this point, he he'll probably move down. When I initially did my rankings, I was thinking about it all day, my top 10 at least. I was thinking about it all day, and I'm like, should I put Nick Chubb ahead of Derrick Henry, which you right now have, uh, we'll talk about Chubb in a second, but you have him in a different slot, way lower. Um, And I felt a little bit weird about that. So I I moved Derrick Henry up. It could change, um, but as of right now, I think think knowing Derrick Henry getting the opportunity, knowing that the Titans offense really isn't going to change at all. True, yep. um, And, and, I mean, you're, it's the same as Dalvin Cook. Like, if you're worried about injury with Derrick Henry and you're drafting Dalvin Cook instead or other players instead, then you should be like, should just sit down, I guess, because I'm not really worried about, I'm not really worried about Derrick Henry's injury. Uh, if he, what do you, what do they say? Um, if you don't risk it, you don't get the biscuit. Is yep. That, if you don't risk it, you don't get the biscuit. So, uh, I you have something to, like that. Yeah, something like that. But he is on the older no risk side. It, no biscuit. No risk it. No biscuit. Uh, but he is on the older side, which I totally agree with from Rick's perspective. Um, and it's uh, dynasty wise, he's 
I just think, I think ceiling. I, I think I too. saw him going in like the eighth or ninth round in Dynasty. <sighs> wow, that's crazy. Because he's an he's an old man. But he is very good. So um I have him three on my these are redraft rankings, by the way, not dynasty rankings. So if you're sitting here going, wow, these suck. I would agree if it was Dynasty. Um number four on the ECR right now is Alvin Kamara. Me and Rick both disagree with this highly. I have Alvin Kamara six, you have Alvin Kamara seven. Yep. I want to even put him lower. <laughs> so I think for me and my perspective on Alvin Kamara is that I do, I think I like him more than you and uh, you do, rankings yep. show it. I was going to rank him higher than this. I probably was going to put a couple of guys behind him. Um, and I, I didn't because I am a little bit concerned about the, the Taysom Hill effect, which you're way more concerned about. So I'll let you talk about that. But I think if, if he doesn't get that passing game work, uh, he doesn't get nearly enough opportunity on the ground. Like where you just talked about Dalvin cook, 312 carries Derek Henry up upwards of 400 carries close to that Christian McCaffrey in the 300 carry range. When he gets a full season, a guy like Alvin Kamara gets close to 200 carries, which is good, but it's, you know, that's, that's serviceable for a top 10 running back, but he gets all of his fantasy points that put him in the top three this year from pass catching. And if that is not an element of his game anymore, um, and they're not getting in the red zone as much as they used to because they had a change at quarterback, then it is a little bit concerning. The door is not slammed closed for me yet because I think that, and he might move down my board um, or move up depending on the move that they make at quarterback. But if they go with if they go with um, Jameis Winston at quarterback. I like I like Alvin Kamara just a little bit more than yep. I do with Taysom Hill. So I at, that's the only way I move him up. But if it's Taysom, he might just keep moving down my board as the season goes along. But it's safe to say the fantasy champions are not really in on Alvin Kamara. Uh, this yes, year, at least would. as a top four running back. Yeah, um, I think Kamara is just going to get overhyped too, um, because for the top three seasons. Because yeah, the the season he had and the name, I don't think I think people are going to be too scared to drop him lower on their lists right. um whereas me i'm 100 on board with that now there's rumors that drew Brees might come back and he doesn't want to retire uh, if that happens then he restructured his contract to a minimum yeah a minimum that, vet then that changes everything kamara for me could go up or down on this list if Brees is back um he might be number two by yeah. ahead of cook or he'd be right there two or three um if Taysom Hill is a quarterback, I think he could be even lower for me. I have him seven. Mm-hmm. I think if Taysom Hill is a quarterback, you could see me putting him maybe like eight, nine, or ten. Right. Um, but if James Winston's quarterback, maybe I move him up. Like or yeah. he, he goes in that like the five to seven range mm-hmm. for me. Um, I think the biggest thing is if Drew Brees is not the quarterback, Alvin Kamara has had mm-hmm. eighty-one catches minimum every year in his career. <laughs> Does he get the eighty-one? He is catches? not. Get, I I would put a lot of money. On the line, and just because of that, it might happen. But I'd I'd put money on the line that he would not get. Let's you. do it right now. If Drew Brees is not the quarterback, if Drew Brees is not the quarterback, Alvin Kamara will not get eighty-one catches this year. Uh, um, yeah, see, you don't want to do it, do you? Fifty bucks, I'll I'll do it. Twenty bucks. Twenty, 20 bucks. <laughs> I'm 20 too broke. <laughs> Good job. Wrecked my microphone, dude. You're the uh, one that slammed your hand up. Hand up. But yeah. Um. Yeah, so they heard it here. Hopefully, we remember this podcast happened. Definitely won't. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I, I, if Drew Brees is not the quarterback, I just don't see that happening. I guess you do. 
Um, um, I just did it because if it doesn't happen, I make money. So, but now you lose fun. money. It's like, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is not a good betting mind. It's not. It's um, not good. but yeah, I just don't. I really yeah. don't think that'll happen. Yeah, that's, that's fair. And let's say it does happen. Mm-hmm. He would still have to get. I, I just got rid of the touchdown numbers. Oh, he would still have to get another year with yeah twenty one touchdowns. Do you think how they use him, like Sean Payton, how he utilizes Alvin Kamara will change? Not in terms of like the the lack of like targets, but do you think they'll utilize him on the ground a little bit more? I would hope so. I mean, they obviously utilize him whether it's pass catching or or on the ground in the red zone. So I don't think that's going to change. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could be more concerned about how often they get in the red zone, but that didn't seem like a problem when Taysom Hill was there. I think the only problem with Taysom Hill is that you know the opportunities for Alvin Kamara might go down in the red zone because that is another thing. Taysom Hill yep. they might go RPO or whatever with him yes. and and score with him instead of scoring with Alvin Kamara. Right. Yeah, uh, that's a, how many times when Taysom Hill was quarterback, even when he wasn't quarterback, when Breeze was quarterback, mm-hmm. that they would put Taysom Hill in the game and he'd run and keep it dry and he'd score. It happened at least like a few times. Yeah. Um, and if he was the quarterback full time, mm-hmm. I would expect that to happen a lot. Even if James Winston is a quarterback, mm-hmm. they're still going to use Taysom Hill because it's Sean Payne's guy. Right. So that is another concern. I don't see him getting 81 catches. I don't see him getting 21 touchdowns. I just think it's, mm-hmm. it's time for regression. It's funny because I was on the opposite train last year because Positive going into regression. last year, he had like, what was it? Nine touchdowns. And I was yeah, telling everybody like, like that's not going to happen. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. He, he's going to yeah. get double digit touchdowns again, probably in the mid high you're teens. The opposite. You're like, he's going to poop himself. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Um, well, we'll see what happens with Kamara. Uh, obviously an off season can change everything. So True. Um, he might move up boards. He might move down our boards, but we'll see what happens. Um, the next guy on the ECR is, is Nick Chubb. Um, number five, I have Chubb four, so he's this the guy. I have my guy, Derrick Henry. Yes, this is your guy, and I um, have him lower than you. What was your ranking on him? I have him number five. This is crazy okay. because I have been on the Chubb train for like a year and a half, and you're like not anti-Chubb, but definitely not on the train. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not not on the Chubb. I'm not on the Chubb. Uh, it's like uh, okay. You what might am be I trying now. to say? What am I trying to say? I'm not not on the Chubb train. And I I was always on the Chubb train. I was just in the caboose. Uh, I was in the caboose checking things out, trying to make sure that uh, I was driving it. You were, (laughs) yeah, you was driving it. You were at the front. I was like, no, actually, taking it off the freaking rail. I was, I was pushing it. I was on the, I was off the train pushing it. I was like looking back on you were an idiot. (laughs) Yeah, and here we are. So um, I rank. This is why I ranked Nick Chubb four. It's not like it's a massive difference. It's, it's not, just funny no, it's, that, that I ranked your guy higher. Um, but Nick Chubb, for me, I think after seeing one season of Nick Chubb, my my concerns last year, more specifically, were related to how they were going to utilize Kareem Hunt, and there was a real fear for me that Kareem Hunt was going to get was going to take a lot of Nick Chubb's rushing work. Yeah, and and end up in a situation where I believe they both could finish as RB ones, which is what happened. But, um, I, I, I thought that there was a good chance that Kareem hunt with his pass catching ability in that offense and how they utilize like guys like Dalvin cook in the past, right. it fit more with what they were trying to do as a team than having Nick Chubb. Now, obviously over the course of the season, he proved me wrong. He was absolutely fantastic. Love Nick Chubb. Um, but watching him on film, he's kind of gross. He's like, not gross. But he's like Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, while the game, like we just said, 18 carries, 50 yards, and then break off a 30-yard run at the end of the game and all of a sudden save your fantasy week. 
Nick Chubb would literally get two yards of carry in a game and then get a 60-yard run, and it would make the whole game just disappear. It would make the whole bad game that he was having vanish in thin air. He and everyone's that. like, oh, he's so good. Yeah. And I'm like, he is really good. He gets these big runs. But I, fe- I fear with Nick Chubb, and it's funny because I ranked him four, but my fear with Nick Chubb and only fear with him is that that happens where so he just doesn't have the big run in a game. That did happen this year more than it did has in the past. Yeah. He still had games where he would get like right. games where he had like 10 carries for like 70 yards where he would just run off like right. eight yards a carry, nine yards a carry. But in the past, like when I owned Nick Chubb in, I want to say 2019, there were so many games where he would just he wouldn't get your uh, like twenty plus yard run. Yeah, he would only like have those. But this year, I will say that did happen a lot more than right. it has in the past. And I don't know if it's just because yep. teams were expecting it, or like or what the situation was. But mm-hmm. that did happen. But he would go. I mean, some of those big runs, it wasn't just like wide open hole and he just is faster than everybody. Like yeah. he is like breaking tackles, going through people, and then running eighty yards. Yeah, <laughs> like stuff like that. Like he right. I'm a, obviously, I mean, I could talk about Nick Chubb all day, but the only reason I don't have him higher is just because to me, him and Derrick Henry, you can just interchangeable. Yeah. And I would, I think Derrick Henry's probably, even though I talked smack about him, is still probably going to get um, a little more care. He's just a slightly safer option because Nick Chubb still has Kareem Hunt there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you you know, you just, he, Kareem Hunt's still going to take some of the passing games. So, I love Nick Chubb still, but he also has a ceiling. Yeah, as long as Kareem Hunt is there. So, so out of players that played in um, in twelve games or more, Nick Chubb was top five in points per game. He finished number nine on the season at total, uh, which is absolutely absurd. Like, yeah, I, like the fact games. that he missed four games, five games if you include almost he almost scored he, on that drive but he that was when he hurt whatever he hurt true yeah he got um, hurt in like the first quarter yeah and he had this huge run and then he ended up getting hurt and and didn't come back for four weeks so the fact that he scored like 200 fantasy points uh through just 12 games and ended up the yeah. rb9 on a season where he it felt like he wasn't there for half the season um it's just absurd and he was it's ridiculous i think for me he's a top five running back but i think what you're gonna see for nick chubb is uh, uh you know at i I don't Kareem Hunt's still there. He's still going to be there. I don't yeah. know if they're going to do anything with him, but I think the more opportunity, like I think Nick Chubb is going to be utilized more and more in the future like Dalvin Cook. And when that happens, he's going to end up being a top 3, top 4 running back in fantasy football similar to where, you know, Dalvin Cook was this year through 14 games. He's a really good running back and I will I will bid a lot on saying that he he'll be top 3 this year, top 4 this year. Um, which is why wow. I have him ranked there. Okay, so, I, I like him. But anyway, let's move Later on, on the to page. the next, the next guy, um, number six. It's Saquon Barkley, and we got to move forward quickly through the next four or five guys. But okay, I have Barkley. Uh, the ECR has Barkley uh, six. I have Barkley five. You have Barkley five as well. I have him three. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed <laughs> that. I looked at the wrong sheet. You have him three. Okay, so. Rick is clearly still in love with Barkley. This is probably one of our biggest uh, disagreements here, and I'm not. I want to hear what Rick has to say on Barkley, but I will say the reason why I have Saquon Barkley lower is the injury. What, what was the injury? Achilles? 
Uh, I think it was an ACL. It was an ACL. Uh, ACL injuries are really damaging for a running back, and the year after they come back from that injury, it usually doesn't look that great. He does have the opportunity, but even in the games that he played last year, right, and this is what was very concerning for me, is in the games that Saquon Barkley did come in and play in before his injury, he was not very good. Yeah, I mean, he was. I he, had, he had his six catches for sixty-six yards in that game, and it was it was pretty good. That game against he the also Steelers, had 50, he had fifteen carries in that game, and 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 I I don't even know. It's not even telling me what the um what the numbers are, but that, yeah, but he did not he did not have a good game in that game, and so I, I twelve fantasy points in a PPR league, the RB twenty three in the one game that he played, and then from that time that he played in Chicago for the first couple plays of the game at least before he got hurt, he did not look good in that game either. So, and then over the course of the end of the season before in twenty nineteen, he didn't look good. So uh, to me, I feel like I, uh, Saquon Barkley is a good running back, but let's not forget the Giants still blow. <laughs> You know so what I, mean? I will so, say uh, is that that is kind of skewed a little bit for last year because yeah. in that one it's game, it's unfair to go through that, that opening night them. against the Steelers. You watch the game. You remember how bad the offensive line, like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, Markley yeah. would get yeah. the ball from Daniel Jones, squished. and he'd get like four guys just all right, over him. Right. That's what she said, and he would just get attacked right when he got the ball. Right? He had in that, that game. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> You that you that's what she said yourself, and I'm not going to yeah. judge because I do it all. You time. do it all the time. Come on. Now. Anyway, yeah, he had 15 carries in that game for six yards. Let me repeat that: 15 carries in that game for six, six yards. Six yards in the game against Chicago, yep. in one quarter. Yeah, four carries, 28 yards, yeah. seven yards a carry. So he was actually doing good in Chicago before he got injured. It was just that one game against Pittsburgh where that offensive line, yeah, got absolutely annihilated. That's fair. And I I will see the offensive line in the Giants still isn't great. Yeah. But I think they are getting better. They got better throughout the year. Mm-hmm. I thought the offensive line played, but like the offensive line in week 17 mm-hmm. was a lot better than the offensive line in week one. Andrew Thomas, who was their fourth overall pick, was playing mm-hmm. a little bit better. Um, I know Nate Solder, they, they cut because he's been so bad. So hopefully they get a replacement for him. Yeah. Uh, I believe he plays right tackle or left tackle. I'm not sure. He plays one of yeah. the two. The other one that Andrew Thomas doesn't play, I'm not mm-hmm. sure which one they do. But either way, they have the replacement for him. Um, so I think the offensive line is progressively getting better. The offense is progressively getting better. And I think people forget just how good Saquon was too yeah. in the last two seasons as well. I think for the most part, now I want to go back because he missed three games in the previous season, correct, Amundo? Uh, 2019. Yes, he missed three games. Yeah. So, um, Saquon in the three games that he missed in 2019, he ended up being the RB10. He was averaging 16.8 points per game. So, had he played those games, he probably would have been somewhere in the top four, five or six. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, which is which is still pretty good. The big thing that I would say is, um, when you look at not just that season but the season before that. In, in 2019, where he was the RB6, he wasn't like prolific or he wasn't the same running back, in my opinion, that he was the previous year. You know, the previous year he had 261 rushes and had five yards per carry. He dropped efficiency-wise by 0.5 yards per carry, I believe, and he didn't score as many touchdowns. He had 11 rushing touchdowns in 2018 in his rookie season. In his 2019 season, he had six rushing touchdowns. Yeah. So I, I feel like... I feel like 
he was really good, even though the Giants suck, and and he he has been successful because the Giants. I mean, in spite of the Giants sucking. But the big problem with Saquon that I see is that the Giants kind of still suck, even if their offense is slightly getting better year by year. I just don't think that there's going to be any, like... And I don't think he's going to be bad, by the way. I think what he did in 2019 is probably what he's going to do this year. That five or six, you know, total where he ends up being a really good running back for, for the most part over the course of the season. Like, I'm not saying that he's not very good. I'm just... I, I'm I'm not sure that he's what he was in 2018. You know what I mean? Uh, 2019 shows you that defense is adjusted, and and he was not completely unstoppable like he was in the previous year. He also had 91 receptions in 2018. Yeah, he only had 52 in 2019. Now that again, he probably would have had more if he played those like three extra games, probably yeah. closer to like 65. Right, but yeah, right. that is less. Um, what I'll say though is I blame most of that on the offensive line in 2019 and even 2020 we saw how bad it was i thought actually the offensive line was better in 2020 than it was in 2019 yeah and the hope is that it it continues to improve in 2021 like if the giants add you think if the giants add another offensive line will that help your case for saquon maybe i mean it might move them up but yeah i think there's just for me right now this guy's even if they don't i still have them at three because i think I would rather. I think he has better upside than Derrick Henry yeah. with better passing game. I love Nick Chubb. I really do. But I, I think just with Kareem Hunt there, the upside in the passing game is still higher for Saquon Barkley. Oh yeah. And who's you might be right. I don't know. Maybe I'll move Saquon up past Chubb. But. And then was Alvin Kamara was the other guy that we talked about? Yeah. To me, I mean, you know my feelings on Alvin Kamara, so I would take Barkley over him as well. That's my reasoning for putting. Him now I have three. a question. Daniel Jones is not the greatest. <laughs> quarterbacks and don't uh, hurt the giants fans i will yeah. i'll try not to but uh so what what's the difference between Taysom hill and um, and kamara like why why would you think that there's a difference there between target share because i do think daniel jones throws to the running back more than Taysom hill okay and i think the usage as well sean payton loves latavius murray Okay, fair enough. I I'm willing to change my uh my ranking on Barkley as the offseason goes along, depending on what happens. Like the Giants take a you know uh, offensive lineman, sure. they add some offensive weapons, maybe sign a wide receiver. Yeah. Like all of that stuff could change because I think Barkley in a good offense could be ridiculously good. Um, oh, but yeah, I don't. Be... <laughs> I'm just I'm hesitant on putting him in the top five at this point, or the top. Uh, I should say the top three. Yeah. He'll probably end up in my top five. I'm just hesitant to put him in that top three because of the ACL injury, because of the fact that he did regress a little bit in his second year, and it doesn't look like the Giants' offense, as far as I sit right now, it doesn't look like their offense has gotten any better. In fact, they've also questioned, they started to question whether Danny Dimes is the guy. So yes. with all of that being said, and the fact that uh, your offensive guy, coordinator, guy that runs your whole offense uh, <laughs> was... Uh, had his play calling duties taken away by Jerry Jones in Dallas is also very concerning. Hey, but Zeke still succeeded there. That's true. Wasn't last year Saquon's first year with Jason Garrett? Garrett. Okay. I'm just curious to see how the whole thing works out. I think there's a lot for me. I hate to say question marks, but there's a lot more questions surrounding Saquon Barkley this season than there has been in the past, which is why I'm not willing to take the leap into the top three or top four with him. Yep. Whereas I know guys like McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, you know maybe even Alvin Kamara can get the job done for me. 
Um, whereas Barkley is coming off this ACL injury, the team, you know, he's in technically speaking in a new offense that we haven't seen him in and, and all this stuff. So we're okay. going to, we're going to see what happens in the future. But anyway, next guy on the ECR is, uh, Jonathan Taylor, number seven. I got him number seven and you have him number, number six. six. Now, uh, JT is both me and Rick's guy. I don't think we need to discuss a lot in terms of why we ranked him differently. Yep. Um, you, you just had Kamara a little bit. You spelled Kamara wrong, by the way. Uh, oh, good job. Camera. Is it Kamra? Oh, you I forgot that. Larry. But anyway, so, um, yeah, Jonathan Taylor is higher than Alvin Kamara on your list. Um, and that's understandable. Like he'll, uh, to be honest with you, Jonathan Taylor might move up my list ahead of Alvin Kamara as well. <laughs> Cause I love. Oh Jonathan yeah. Taylor. Yeah. Um, the only concern I have is, is Marlon Max an, an unrestricted free agent. I was going to bring agent, this up. Yeah, correct? he is. Okay. So, Assuming that he is the feature running back, they added Carson Wentz, who does like to throw it to the running back position. Not well, but effectively <laughs> so enough. It, yeah. um, but he does he does like to throw it to the running back position. I, I think for Jonathan Taylor, he has all the makings to be a Dalvin Cook yep. and a Christian. And McCaffrey I think he really turned. Like if we see what we saw from Jonathan Taylor in the last like five weeks of the season, yeah. um, I'm really confident that he'll be. Yeah. RB like around RB six, RB five. Even right, like he right. could. There's a chance he could be a low end top five running back. Um, in a clear RB one. There are some concerns with him, the Marlon Mack thing. Are they going to use him that way? Was it like a true breakout at the end of the season? Yeah. Um, I don't know, but at the same time, not much is going to change. The only big thing is Car is Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. But as you said, he does like to throw the uh, the running back position, and I think he's overall an upgrade over Philip Rivers. Yeah. Even though we'll see, we'll actually we'll see because um, if it's Carson Wentz from last year, he wouldn't be. But if it's any if he's anything like he was in 2019, 2018, 2017, then it's a it's going to be an upgrade than what they had last year. Yeah. So it, 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 and their offensive line is still just as good. Coaching staff still the same. Right, so. Right. I think Jonathan Taylor is a very safe, solid bet here at number six yeah. or seven. Yeah, and I think I don't even think he's had his breakout season in the NFL yet. No, even though I think, last year was like he finished top seven. Yeah, like I think that he has the if he's healthy and he gets the opportunity in that offense. Like it, it was like he could one hundred percent. I was top watching. Running back. I was watching Jonathan Taylor all year last year because I had him. I had him on my team and then I traded him away and then Rick ended the season with him. So, but I watched him all year. And I was confused by why they were using Jordan Wilkins and all of that stuff. But when you watched him early in the year, it he wasn't. Looked, it looked like he was. He was. He was just a half second away from popping things open in terms of running the football. Like he would see a yeah. hole, and he was a half second too late. You know what I mean? And he would just he would burst through it at the wrong time, and then the hole would collapse, and he wouldn't get open. And and earlier in the season, you you noticed that, and I think the coaching staff noticed that, and that's why they were playing Wilkins and Hines a lot. And then later in the season, as as he started to get more confident and comfortable and figured out the offense and figured out the NFL a little bit, you saw him getting through those holes with confidence and 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 breaking big plays. And there were a couple of plays I saw, you know, freaking TikTok. Saw a couple of really cool plays from uh, from Jonathan Taylor from the season. And I'm like, this guy's just legit. Yeah. Um some people did not think he was a transitional talent, and I, I think he's very, very good. Like I, I, he may not be a Christian McCaffrey or a Saquon Barkley in terms of the running back position, in terms of talent. But I think I think he can be up there in the top five every single year. And as long as he gets that opportunity, he'll be there. So as far as like where we have him ranked, I, I to be honest with you, probably will rank him higher as the offseason goes along. But we have to see what happens. Uh, do you think Carson Wentz hurt or helped? 
neutral. Neutral. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. He is going at 112 right now, by the way. So I, Ooh, like, I love him there. I like that. Um, let's move on to the next guy on on uh, the ECR, which is Ezekiel Elliott. We're going to talk about this guy quickly. I yeah. like Zeke. I have him 10. Rick has this him is a, eight. This is so weird. Chubb is my guy. guy yeah. You had him higher. <laughs> Zeke's my guy, and you have him higher. And yeah, exactly. So I have this sneaking suspicion. It's not going to happen. And I don't know why I feel this way, but I, f- I feel like we've gotten to the point with Ezekiel Elliott where you remember when Gurley. Oh, no. <laughs> Gurley was traded. I think that's going to happen to him. Yeah. I just don't know when. But I don't think it's going to be this year. I do like Zeke and I might move him up right now. Zeke is going at the 110, So he's going ahead of, of Jonathan Taylor and dra- and redraft leagues. But I feel like the reason why I ranked him 10, I like a couple of guys more. Um, I might rank him ahead of Josh Jacobs because I do like him better than that. But looking at how Tony Pollard played over the course of the end of the season, how much opportunity they started giving him, I think that's concerning. Zeke has been a beast because Zeke gets opportunity. Zeke is efficient with his opportunities, but not as efficient as some of the top three or four guys. The concern for me with Zeke is that they start using Pollard a lot and that he starts ending up being in a committee. Maybe he still gets 75% of the work, but that's not the 90, 95% of the work that he was getting before. And if that does yeah. happen, Zeke's not going to be the top five running back that you expected. He might not even be a top seven running back. So that at this point is why I have Ezekiel Elliott 10. Um, and I just like certain guys better. Like Josh Jacobs and, and Aaron Jones, two guys ahead of him on my list, are are two guys that I think are just going to get more opportunity at this point than Zeke. Yep. I could be wrong. And as the offseason goes along, we'll see what the reports are. And that has every right to change. Like he might end up eight on my list as well. But I just think at this point, Zeke is is treading water with Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys at this point. Right. And I think, um, honestly, after Jonathan Taylor, I feel like mm-hmm. there's a teardrop. Yeah. Uh, so Zeke, to me, at least stop, starts the top tier, but he could drop. Yeah. Tony Pollard is a legit concern. The age is a legit concern. Everything you mentioned is a legit concern. Yeah. But dude, Dak coming back next year, if like, Zeke is good. just like, yeah. if Ze- if Zeke is like eighty five percent of what he was, yeah, he's perfect there at that eight spot, and I think that's yeah. what'll happen. I I think he's safe. Yeah, uh, he see, I don't even know because like like Tony Pollard in the top. Uh, well, I know that, but I mean, like at that, like I would have a hard if Zeke gets all the Second work round. that he got. If Zeke got all the work that he got, oh yeah, in no, previous years he's a top five running good, back. Yeah. But if he gets 75% of the work, I still think he's an RB1. He's just like around 10 to 12. Yeah. And so he's a safe pick for me because if you're drafting late in the first round, uh, you can take a a leap in the water and draft like an Austin Eckler. Right. Or you can, you can, you know, you can draft Ezekiel Elliott and know that you're going to get RB1 performances on a week to week basis. I still, so that's why I still have Zeke here at eight. I think as the off season goes on, we might see some younger guys like, yeah. Antonio Gibson, um, uh, J.K. Dobbins, like who knows, even Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, even James Robinson if the Jaguars do nothing. Like some guys might fly up there. Yeah. But to me right now, Zeke is the eighth guy. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Number nine and the last two guys on our list are Aaron Jones and Josh Jacobs, but ECR number nine is Aaron Jones. Um, I have him... I have Aaron eight? Jones nine. I have Aaron Jones eight. You have Aaron Jones, and he's nine. somebody who could fly up or down. Well, I don't think he'd fly so, up so much here's higher. Why but I got him. Definitely could fly goes down. back to Green Bay. Okay, I like him. Sure, eight. I probably rank him eight. 
Yeah, I put him, I put him eight or nine. I can't put him ahead of Jonathan Taylor. I might move Jonathan Taylor to six, move Alvin Kamara to eight, and uh, depending on what happens in the offseason, and then move Aaron Jones up to, to, to seven. seven. Huh? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think eight is probably safe. Yep. If they, um, if he ends up leaving Green Bay and going to a crappy football team, and doesn't outside get the, the same 10. amount of outside of the top ten, if he goes to Miami, eight. Okay, so I'm with. I think that's. Yeah, I, I'm at the point where I think Aaron Jones, with the opportunity, is is number eight, uh, and and that's kind of like I I like him more than Josh Jacobs. I do like him a little bit more than than Ezekiel Elliott this year and some other sure. guys. Um, Gibson might be a guy. Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, some of those other guys might actually jump into this, you know, top twelve, top ten, uh, at some point in the off season. We'll see how things kind of shake out, but. For me, at this point, Aaron Jones knowing what he is, if he stays with Green Bay or goes to Miami, you know, which it seems like those are the two main options right now. Yeah. Um, it, it'll it'll for me be good for him. Anywhere else, like if he goes to the Jets, oh. like I he's dead to me. Um, I would I would just swap him with Gibson wherever Gibson. Yeah, would <laughs> drop Gibson. In I him. would say Green Bay. He's probably yeah. Uh, he's probably like seven or eight. Miami, he's probably about nine. So where I have him now. Okay. Well, he, in Green Bay, I'd say seven, eight, nine. Miami, he's probably nine or ten. Mm-hmm. Anywhere else outside the top twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, do you have anything else to say about Aaron Jones? No, I think we can okay. talk about Josh Jacobs. Okay. Let's talk about Josh Jacobs, who's number ten on the ECR and fantasy pros. I have him ten. I mean, I have him nine. I have you 10. have him ten. So not that far off. Uh, like I said, the one area that I think I would I might move Zeke up to nine ahead of Josh Jacobs. The the biggest thing for Josh Jacobs is that he's gross. Like he is physically just gross to it's watch. A, it's a gross. He's uh, gross. That's kind of mean. That's uh, true. It's, I'll, be, I'll be fair. You're not gross to watch, Josh. You're just not fun to watch. I feel like watching a it's, Raiders is game Raiders? is not fun. Yeah, to I think watch. that I think that so might be not Raiders. you, Josh Jacobs. It's 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 John Gruden. But anyway, Josh Jacobs. Over the course of all of last year, I felt like he, I was like I was hyped on him. I was like top six, I believe. I drank him. I yeah. was like, let's go, Josh Jacobs. You're going to be really good. And I was really excited. And then I just feel like he just vanished into an abyss. Because he did. And, and he was just gone. Finished the season with 214 fantasy points, 14 points per game, played through 15 games. Had he played one extra game, he would have ended up as, as the RB6 or 7. So right where he was ranked... He landed. Yeah, yeah. So for me, as as not fun a running back as Josh Jacobs is, he actually is pretty good. And the one thing that you know with Josh Jacobs is that he's going to bring you steady opportunity yes. and yep. steady production. On, yeah, on he's a, he's a on very the, safe, safe pick. He's a safe running back. He had 273 carries last year. Um, he had 33 total receptions. We talked about in the early last year, does John Gruden actually give him the passing game work, which he didn't. Yep. Um, he had 0.73 fantasy points per opportunity. Didn't score as many touchdowns as you'd like to see. I'm trying to find the touchdowns on this sheet. Uh, 12 total touchdowns on the season. So if he wants to take that leap, that next step uh, into stardom at the running back position, not being a, you know, as an RB one, not being an eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 RB one, but being a top five, top four RB one. If he wants to do that, he's going to have to score more touchdowns. It's going to have to come from there. And he's going to have to get a little bit more pass catching work, but everything else he's doing is not horrible. Yeah. I mean, uh, the yards per carry uh, is not the best. <laughs> 
And Fantasy I'm trying to find opportunity it. too. But yeah, it's not the best. But that's because he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. But he did have the number four total score. So what I'll say about Jacobs. But anyway, two seventy three. Uh, three. He had 300 opportunities. So if this guy starts improving his efficiency a little bit, and the Raiders' offense gets a little bit better somehow, some way, I don't know what they're going to do to get better, but they improve. I think Josh Jacobs goes yeah. with that. And and like Rick said, he is a really safe pick. He's a safe pick. Um, ADP by the way is um. 207. Yeah, I like him there. That's robbery, man. I don't um, know. Yeah, I like Josh Jacobs. <laughs> I don't like him as much. Well, I know. I know. It's not fun to watch. Okay. You're the film guy over here. Well, you know he didn't have a 20 plus yard run until like week 10. That's that's the Raiders. Well, not in his gotta, rookie season though. Gotta, in his rookie season, yeah, he was all true. like he was all over the place. And then last year's like four yard run, six yard run, four yard run, five yard run. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. He had 3.8 yards per carry, which is just yeah atrocious. I mean, it wasn't great. Um, he still is a safe pick. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see some people rank like some rookies ahead of him, second year guys. That You're they're talking about, about nine breakaway runs. Yeah, that came more in the second half of the year, though. Oh, okay, all right. Um, what's a breakaway run, by the way? Is that twenty? Um, is that twenty yards? Twenty yards or more? Okay, I'll go back and look just to confirm. But um, but yeah, no, mm-hmm. he he's still a good player. Uh, carries of fifteen more or more yards. Fifteen or more, yeah. So uh, he's still a good player. I'd still take him. I might rank him a little lower, and but the year goes on, maybe I rank him higher depending on what they're if the Raiders, like you said, the offense gets better. Um, but I wouldn't, I don't, I don't think I'd rank him any lower than like 12. Uh, he's just, he's, he's fine, but he's not, I don't think he's going to be, he's fine. No, he's good. He's, he's a great complimentary back on your fantasy team. Like if he's your RB two, I think that's fantastic. I just don't see him really being as like a definitive RB one. Do you see, uh, like a breakout happening? Like he's, he's an RB eight. Not really any way that he breaks. And John Gruen loves to use multiple running backs, like for different, like if you Josh Jacobs, 300 plus touches. Yeah, but there'll be games will like Booker, well, oh, yeah, Devontae yeah, yeah. Booker is that his name? We'll just get like fourteen touches, and you're like, what the heck? Yeah, I mean, I think knowing John Gruden's system, he does like to give one running back a majority. He of the does, case. but it's, here's the problem: he'll use like random running Josh backs. Josh Jacobs. Time. Josh Jacobs has a an injury history, and like year one, he got injured. Year two, they were like. We don't want to bury Josh Jacobs into the ground, right? That's so, that's what happened. So we're yeah. gonna we're gonna take some things away from him and give him some break, uh, give him some breaks every once in a while. So for me, I, I, like I said, I think Josh Jacobs still has that that upside to be a top running back in the league if the Raiders' offense is good and if they make improvements there. But like you said, he, he is like he's not going to underperform where he underperformed this year. You know, like this year was not a he good did season underperform, for him. Yeah, I mean, he underperformed what people anticipated of him, and I think that there's only uh, up to go from here. And I think if you draft him, you're probably going to get uh, the seven, eight, nine, or uh, ten to twelve running back. You might talk point. me up into him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's a. It's a gross situation. But I, like I said, you watch those Raiders games and you just get blown out of your. Like element, I guess. <laughs> you might as well just take a nap. It's almost like watching a freaking Patriots game. <laughs> Don't tell but me anyway, about that. Uh, those are our top ten running backs. Mine: McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, Chubb, Barkley, Kamara, Taylor, Jones, Jacobs, Elliott. Ricky had uh, McCaffrey, Cook, Barkley, Henry, Chubb, Taylor, Kamara, Elliott, Jones, Jacobs. That's it. Thursday, Dynasty. Let's do it.
Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.